Green Pastures are the weekly devotions published by Vineyard Boise, consisting of four parts, the reading, the reflection, the question, and the prayer. Green Pastures for Friday, December 8th. The Man. Today's scripture reading, 2 Samuel 12, 1-7, Message Translation. But God was not at all pleased with what David had done, and sent Nathan to David. Nathan said to him, There were two men in the same city, one rich, the other poor. The rich man had huge flocks of sheep, herds of cattle. The poor man had nothing but one little female lamb, which he had bought and raised. It grew up with him and his children as a member of the family. It ate off his plate and drank from his cup and slept on his bed. It was like a daughter to him. One day, a traveler dropped in on the rich man. He was too stingy to take an animal from his own herds or flocks to make a meal for his visitor. So he took the poor man's lamb and prepared a meal to set it before his guest. David exploded in anger. As surely as God lives, he said to Nathan, the man who did this ought to be lynched. He must repay for the lamb four times over for his crime and his stinginess. You're the man, said Nathan. This is God's word. An excerpt from The Most Misunderstood Woman of the Bible by Mary DeMuth. When her darling baby yelped into the world, Bathsheba felt both elation and dread. This baby was the result of an unholy union, but she loved him fiercely. She could not bring herself to name the child, and she stole every last moment with him, noting his pink face, the blueness of his eyes, his peaceful slumber. The day Nathan the prophet approached the king, Bathsheba fretted. Surely a prophet of the Most High God knew the secret of this baby's origins. She waited quietly around the corner of the throne room, hoping to not be noticed as the baby slept in her arms. When Nathan told David the story of the poor man who loved his little lamb and the rich man who had stolen and killed it, tears came again. Bathsheba felt her widowhood in her gut and missed Uriah even more. Theirs had been a comfortable, sweet, and joyful union. King David had stolen that from her. Not only that, he robbed her of even saying one last goodbye. When Nathan declared, you are that man. He did so with vigor. His baritone voice reverberated through the palace. He called Bathsheba Uriah's wife, which was a statement of cruel truth. She had belonged to Uriah and was now living a stolen life. Bathsheba traced her son's cheek as her tears dropped onto his forehead. I have sinned against the Lord, she heard David say. Tears followed, and then terrible consequences. Nathan said a lot of things, but all she could hear was, your child will die. Three words, I am pregnant. Three words, Uriah is dead. Four words, your child will die. All shuddered her heart. She returned to her chamber and nursed the unnamed boy and wept afresh. How much longer would she hold this child in her arms? Seven days was God's answer. The boy's pink face turned ashen as he attempted to inhale, but wheezed instead. 
His arms went limp, his sky-blue eyes clouded. When he breathed his last, Bathsheba held him to her chest, rocking him, longing for his cry. She would bury him in the city of David, just outside the palace grounds. When David returned from the tabernacle, he entered her chamber. Eyes wet with grief, he reached out to her, but she did not return his embrace. Her arms felt limp at her side, and she willed her heart to stop beating. Theirs was a shared grief, though not a shared guilt. He comforted her. Then she once again consummated the union at his request. Throughout this story, we have seen David make poor decision after poor decision, all of which have terrible repercussions. From staying home when he should have been out campaigning with his men, to using his power against his own citizens, and then to the final cover-up of his sin, leading him into more sin. Nathan came in to expose all of this, and notice who is absent from any condemnation in his words. There's no blame that is placed on the shoulders of Bathsheba in this exposition. There's no moment where Nathan talks about Bathsheba bathing on the roof or criticizing her actions. It's all focused on David. He is that man. And unfortunately, it is other people who must bear the heaviest consequences of his actions. God saw what happened. He called into account those who needed to be called into account. And then, later on, we will see him pave a way forward that will eventually bring restoration to both the victims and the abusers of this world, as each group finds themselves at the feet of the one who brings total shalom through his cross. It is through him that there is hope for both. So as we pause for a moment of personal reflection and prayer, ponder, when has been a time that you have been called into account? When was a time when you had to experience the consequences of someone else's actions? How have you seen God moving during those circumstances? Lord, how easy it is to stop at the headline, featuring in biblical lore too often, manly men dominating the show. Lead me beyond such headlines, writ large and bold to the hidden figures in the byline in the fine print, without whom the story would never have been told, nor we here to tell it, or to hear it, or to live it. Tamar, Rahab, Ruth, Bathsheba, Miriam, help me not to brush by them or their stories, no matter how unsavory or scandalous the details at times, as they frequently weathered the abuse and domination of an all-too-heavy and abusive male hand, rising up as true mothers of Israel, rising to rock the cradle of the world, the new heavens and the new earth in which justice and mercy meet through the one born in Bethlehem on the starry, starry night, through your mercies.